Welcome to LWAFLMYOT. Yes, welcome to LWAFLMOYT. That stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Merry Christmas, Mike. Merry Christmas, LWAFLM. By the way, Carl. Merry Christmas. Yo, thank God. I was going to say, it's been nearly 60 seconds, and you have yet to wish me a Merry Christmas. Carl, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. And a Happy New Year. No. What does New Year have to do with Christmas? Uh, That's a good question. You say, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Christmas. Okay. All right, I'll try again. Merry Christmas. Yes, and? And a Happy Merry Christmas. Oh, well, happy Merry Christmas to you too, Carl. And That's what the English say. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Now, Carl, listen, from your last name, I know you're Jewish, so I just want to also wish yeah. you a Merry Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Now, as a Jew on Christmas, I hate it, but I do know that uh, people hate Christmas Day. And one of the things we've been doing on our show, this is our fifth annual Christmas Day movie celebration, where we celebrate the movies that get released theatrically on Christmas Day. What type of films get released on Christmas Day, you say? Ooh, prestige films, vanity projects, Oscar hopefuls, and a lot of shit that people are just going to go get the fuck away from everybody and see. Right? Yeah. Halfway right. Well, you know, you want to go. We uh, we did this uh, when I, my first year, uh, our show landed on December 25th, and we got my good friend Ira, and we went through a bunch of trailers of movies that were released on Christmas Day. A lot of them are dogs, and Carl, we'll reminisce on some of the most infamous, worst Christmas Day releases. It's the doggiest. The dog, oh, of the doggies. This is like a woof if it was in the Leonard Walton Guide. And uh, That joke was woof. That joke was woof. Oh, it was definitely bark. That didn't work. Let me try again. Oh, that was definitely Howl. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm my dog puns are not on game. We, uh, speaking of not on game, that gosh darn uh, pandemic of ours kind of mucked up affairs. So now we're not really going out for Christmas. We're just staying in and seeing what's on Amazon. Yeah. So the spirit of our show still remains. We normally do our show through the studios here at mutinyradio.fm. Uh, but as you can tell from the very low quality of my slow, uh, quiet <laughs> voice, uh, we are we are recording this in quarantine, and so we're taking a different approach this year. Uh, every every Christmas around the, our show, close to Christmas, we play trailers for movies coming out on Christmas Day. We thought we would take a different approach because people are going to see movies on Christmas Day because they're stuck at home anyway, right? Right. Maybe you go to the theater. These films will be released wide release and hopefully will be out of the purple come Christmas Day. Uh, so we, uh, Corona style, have created a Zoom meeting where we, Carl? Yes. Myself, and all of our comedy buddies have reenacted movie trailers. And uh, later in the show, you'll get to hear some movie trailers that Carl painstakingly, painstakingly yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. edited to match the actual trailer that's on YouTube. So you can watch, we let us watch a full length movie trailer on YouTube <laughs> and listen to us reenact it. So later in the show, we'll be playing four or five movie trailers that 
Carl has uh, edited and then syncs up with the trailers. Don't don't say anything, Carl. It absolutely syncs up. Don't. All right, one got a little bit edited, but don't worry about it. That's that's in the details. You know, Mike, a movie trailer comes out before the movie. It doesn't trail anything. But it hitches to the movie like a trailer hitches to a truck. Like it's part of the whole parade of the promotion and yeah. interviews. And Carl, why do they call a preview when they show you the last scene and the last scene, action scene anyway? Right? They spoil it. If they always show you the final battle. Sometimes you don't need to see a movie because you saw the trailer. Yeah, take the blind side. Oh, this kid doesn't have a mom. That sucks. Oh, right on. Way to go, Sandra Bullock. You got, whoa. Oh, he, yeah, he is a big kid. He should play football. Oh, he is playing football. Oh, the kids are making fun of him. He's feeling sorry for himself. What? What's that, foster mom? I had something about the blind side. All right, I'm taking it back. I'm the hero. And oh, here's the final game. I won the blind side. Yeah, saw that movie. Watch yeah, the trailer and saw that movie. Uh, for your consideration, best trailer. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of trailers are skeevy that way. I've actually kind of skipped watching trailers. What's your take on trailers? First off, I don't very you much enjoy trailers because I get the DVD, the Netflix DVDs come in the mail, and yes. you put on the movie that you picked, which could be from whatever year, and then the trailers play, and you go, "Oh, that looks good." You know, it's a good way to, you know, yeah, keep well, you adding know. to the queue. There's a hierarchy on DVD movie trailers. They'll go, coming soon to a theater, a real theater, motherfuckers. And they'll be like, hey, uh, Rush Hour 4, now in theaters. And then they'll be like, now playing. No, coming to DVD. And yeah, coming like, soon Hour to three. DVD. Yeah, it was last week's bomb. And then it'll be like, you know, available now on DVD. Daryl <laughs> Hannah in Wildflower. Baby. <laughs> Roadrunner. If she catches you, your mom, Roadrunner. <laughs> so we got, I stopped watching the trailers on DVDs, the ones I got from the library, because again, it spoils these movies, and I would just rather just get straight to the movie, watch the two and a half hour movie, and return to DVD. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are uh, very okay. excited. So, Carl, uh, yes. we should. We're doing a different approach. Our last two uh, shows at the end of the year are slightly different. This week, we're going to be uh, reenacting movie trailers for your musical ears pleasures, your ear pleasures. I don't know anything. And then next week, this week we're going to be talking about all the movies we saw. So we're we're just taking a breather from watching a full length movie and watch little mini movies. What's your opinion on movies? So you like the movie trailers? Uh, yeah. Do you like going out on Christmas Day? Well, that's my family's routine every year. We go out to the movies and we get Chinese food. Huh. Why don't you fucking rip off somebody else? <laughs> what have the Jews done for you, Carl, that you got to rip them off? Yeah. Like a good Jew, you get Chinese food. <laughs> you know, one time we were in uh, Arizona on Christmas Day, my family, and we were trying to find a place to eat, and there was a Chinese restaurant. We go, oh, great, they're open, ha-ha. And we walk in, and the place is packed. Yeah. And this guy walks in, and he goes, hey, how come I can't get a seat? I'm Jewish. And everyone else goes, fuck you, we're all Jews. <laughs> so we wound up at a taqueria on Christmas night. Okay, yeah. well, that's, well, okay, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, so I think it's kind of a different tact this year for movies on Christmas Day because you you make a family thing of it. But I think it's also that you shed other family members because usually you have the entire family at a Christmas gathering. And then when that's over, you can kind of shed it off and go to the movies and, and you know, shake yeah. out the experience of the other family members. Gotcha. But one of the things we're doing this year because of quarantine is we're including movies that are premiering on the streaming services. As you know, it's a topsy-turvy world we're living in. Yeah. And definitely the movie industry got affected by this. And a lot of movies, a lot of big-time movies that were supposed to hit the theater in summer, like our James Bond, didn't happen. So a lot of these giant corporations are just premiering them on their own streaming services. So we'll be listening to uh, movies that are only playing if you have Disney+, Plus, only playing if you have Amazon or, or HBO Max. Uh, we'll be covering those movies. Yes, your Wonder Woman. Yes, your Pixar movie. And yes, your Tessa Thompson films. You know, so we'll be covering it all. But I think I should also just let people know that we are part of Mutiny Radio. Uh, our podcast can be found by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, as we said up front. But you can always listen to us. We stream first on internet radio, mutinyradio.fm. And if you enjoy their quality programming, uh, donate to the station. We could use it. Just go to Venmo and donate some money at Mutiny Radio. Yeah. Thank you, Bam Benjamin. Thank you, Jam Benjamin. It's uh, checks in the mail, Bam. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> shout out checks in the mail. Heard checks that in the before. mail. Oh yeah, what else have you heard? What are the other two lies? Uh, well, uh, one time the feed was down, and all the uh, the podcasts were going mutiny, mutiny, and Pam was like, "Oh, they're still so loyal, even though they." And he goes, <laughs> "She goes, wait, they're going to mutiny, mutiny, <laughs> mutiny." <laughs> That's no, they're not saying mutiny radio. They're saying mutiny comma radio. <laughs> <laughs> but everything's uh, back to normal and the board is secure. Yes, which I'll see one day when I walk into that studio. Yeah. It only takes me seven miles to get over there, so fuck it. I don't I don't leave the house. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, well, let's talk about the movies. So this this year there will be movies released, I guess, in the drive-in, I guess in theaters if if uh, permitting, and they probably all have a video on demand window uh, where you can watch these films uh, from your home. And uh, one of the big movies, well, I don't know what to say. These films were all supposed to play in the summer, and they're just now getting released. But I'm very excited about one. This is a veteran of movie day releases because i believe one version 2002 was released on christmas of, of course i'm talking about pinocchio uh-huh. you remember pinocchio from 2002 roberto bellini played pinocchio the boy i do remember it now the audience at home can't see my nose beginning to grow <laughs> oh what was you you liked i love that movie no <laughs> the audience at home can't see my nose growing either what a great film. What a quality film. I'm so glad that movie existed. Oh, hey, Carl. I like, to Bill Clintons. Do, I like to do a movie uh, trailer for the unironic, the unerotic adventures of Pinocchio. Are you ready? The unironic, the unironic. Pinocchio, are you fucking a dog? No. <laughs> The 
other erotic, other erotic adventures of Pinocchio. Oh, thank you. I got to get my fucking dog joke in before we actually do the show. Pinocchio. So Pinocchio has returned. This was a movie that was released last year, in, uh, an Italian production, uh, released last year in Europe, and also stars Roberto Bellini, but he's yeah. playing the puppet maker. He's not playing the boy. He's playing Giuseppo, uh, Giuseppe. Giuseppe. But we say Geppetti. 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 That's what it was in the trailer, but I, I, apparently I was wrong when I did transcription, but so be it. We're very excited. Uh, we have our, our players, our LWAFLMOYTP, uh, joining us today. Uh, and then for our table read, we were very excited to have uh, Mike's sketch comedy partner, Colin Mahan, and uh, Jeannie Knoll, I believe her last name is. Exactly right. Exactly right. Jeannie Knoll. Jeannie Knoll is a, a tri state comedian. Uh, well, Jersey. It's pretty Jersey. much Jersey. She's been yeah. like at Broadway Comedy Club and such. But, um, but yeah, cool. she's a Jersey comedian. So check her out in New Jersey. Colin Mahan uh, has done the voice in the movie Halloween. He was the voice of Dr. Loomis. He did a killer uh, Donald Pleasance. You know, when they listen to the tapes, he's like, oh, Michael, he's a very sick boy. Yes, that, yes. That's our, that's Colin. So Colin's in here. And you, you could tell he's a good Roberto. He does a really good Roberto Bellini. So we're going to start off our Christmas Day movie trailer celebration with a movie coming out this year on Christmas Day. Please welcome the LWAFLMOYTP's table read rendition of Pinocchio. Trailer Pinocchio Christmas. Vertigo releasing. Geppetti. Geppetti is in his workshop building at Pinocchio. I've been thinking to make with my own hands by myself a wooden puppet. Oscar winner Roberto Benini. Pinocchio, uh, say something. Papo! Geppetti is taken back. Archimede Rye Cinema Jeremy Thomas presents. Geppetti. I made this. Oh, sorry. Geppetti is roaming the streets shocked. I made a son! My son has spoke! From the one day to the next. What do you mean from one day to the next? From one minute to the next? Geppetti is home showing Pinocchio how to walk. Uh, watch me. Eh? And a one? And a two? And if you do like me, in two or three days, you'll be walking by... Pinocchio walks away. Cut to Geppetti running through a field. Pinocchio! Pinocchio! Cut Pinocchio runs away to the circus, the big tent, the happy children. There's a marionette show on stage. Oh, he's a puppet like us. Pinocchio runs up and hugs his stringed brethren on stage. Cut to that, you know, evil guy. Oh, eyeballing Pinocchio. Who are you? Pinocchio. <laughs> Cut to open field with Pinocchio and two ne'er-to-do-wells. Oh, I know a certain place. Shh, the field of miracles. Cut to a tree inside a cave. Pinocchio jumps from a branch. Cut to cop blowing his whistle. Chimpanzee judge slaps his gavel. Cops hauling Pinocchio away. Put him in prison. How come in prison? A 
new film from Matteo Garon. Cut to Pinocchio and new girlfriend play tag in a bedroom, share a ride in a truck. They sit at the dining room table. Pinocchio's nose is growing. What's a going on with my nose? Cut to classroom. <laughs> cool kids prank the teacher. Kids laugh. Cut to Chuck Wagon, led by brain donkeys. Lost boys running in the streets with Pinocchio. Pinocchio sees a ref his reflection in the water, puts on a donkey ears and makeup, a circus carny, ringmaster, lights a hoop of fire. Oh now, ladies and gentlemen, the donkey Pinocchio. Cut to vast ocean, Pinocchio struggling in the ocean. Giant whale approaches. Help! This summer. We swoop through the interior of the whale. Pinocchio walks, remembering. Flashback to Geppetti and Pinocchio hugging. Papa. Oh, Pinocchio. The story returns. Cut to the various humans with animal faces and bodies. An owl man, a snail booty lady, two bird faces. That has thrilled entire generations. How did you grow up? It's a secret, you know. Cut to an open field with Pinocchio. I don't want to be a puppet. I want to become a boy, like all the others. Pinocchio, a new film by Matteo Garon. Birds peck on the elongated nose of this seemingly inert Pinocchio, but he blinks. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> What a finish. What? You don't know the writing? These Who wrote this shit, huh? <laughs> so <laughs> funny. Attention. Attention, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T listeners. If you want to see these trailers with us, it's easy. It's easy. It's not a problem. Go to YouTube. Put in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T in search. Then go to the filter and put in channels. So you only get to the channel L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Then go to playlists. And that's it. That's it. You'll see all the Christmas trailers. Hit the trailer. Let it play. Hit pause. Slide it back to the, so the buffer says zero, zero, zero. And then we will count it down. And you can watch the trailers with us and they will be in order as we do them on the show. Thank you for listening. Alert out. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Well, as we continue counting down the hours of Christmas before it's over. Yeah. So now we're approaching 11 a.m. It's still not over. Uh, we're going to be watching movies that, again, uh, Colin, Colin, Carl has done the editing for. Uh, and the first movie we're going to watch, very exciting. I can't wait to see it. Gosh darn. It's based on a video game. And gosh darn it. Have you ever played a video game and said, I would rather go to a movie theater and watch this on a screen <laughs> passively for two and a half hours than to play two and a half hours more video game? I've already spent 60 bucks on this video game. I'm going to go spend another 15 in the theater. Of course, we're talking about Monster Hunter, guys. Monster Hunter. The uh, cult uh, international hit game. Have you played Monster Hunter, Carlos? Uh, no, I play games like Tetris. Ooh, 
Well, it's so much like Tetris. Imagine like a multiplayer Tetris mm-hmm. with monsters that you hunt. Uh-huh. Like in between the shapes and such, and you hunt them. Yeah. Ah, that's I can see it. Well, you played one video game, you played them all. Am I right? Yeah, it's very easy to explain. You Tetrad and you uh, do combos. So basically, this is the movie version of the hit video game Monster Hunter, and it features the uh, go-go couple. Mila, you know what I'm talking about, and her husband, Paul W.S. Anderson, and they, of course, are the team behind the numerous Resident Evil movies. They are no longer doing Resident Evil. They are now doing, wait, did she do Underworld? I don't know, actually. No, I'm thinking of someone else. Well, what the hell? Uh, Now they're doing Monster Hunter, and uh, for Mila herself, I'm very excited to have uh, Karen Spiegelman. Yes, related. Yes, my wife. Uh, Karen Spiegelman from the uh, all-girls boy band, Too Good For You, uh, as well as uh, a sketch group. And uh, it was great. Great to have her. Uh, She was available. I just had to find her in the apartment, and it worked out. Great. So, uh, yes, Karen will be doing the uh, voice. Who else do we have on this uh, trailer? Well, of course, uh, we've got uh, Steve Goldberg. You'll hear him in the beginning doing the soul, you know, one of the soldiers. He goes, they look pretty ancient. He's all just draggy and he's funny. Steve he's Goldberg. He's really funny. I, I had a great time with him. Uh, he's, he's performed all over the Northeast. He's in Gotham Comedy Club, Stand Up New York, Broadway Comedy Club. Recently performed uh, performed at Flappers Comedy Club in California, featured in twenty eight on twenty eighteen on Amazon Prime Turnpike Comedy Festival. He's been a writer for Comedy Wire the last five years. Wow! I asked him for some credits, and boy, did he give them! I just wanted yeah, like, did. how do people get in touch with you? Yeah, you know, I, I played the Flappers too in Burbank. I uh, I was out on the street. I w- it wasn't the big main room. It wasn't the back. Room. <laughs> it, was, it was in the alley. It was the alley next to the back flappers. room. Yeah, I was a flapper. Now listen, oh, I got to tell you, Steve Goldberg. He believes that in these times, more than ever, laughter is the best medicine. Even if sometimes the medicine tastes bitter. Follow him on Twitter at Goldberg at Goldberg underscore comic. One thing about comedy, Carl, is that you do not give it justice. <laughs> okay. Countdown. Three, two, one, go. This is Bravo Team. Do you request immediate support? Some kind of rip in the sky. Uh, Captain, do you have any idea what those markers are? They look like they're pretty ancient. The track ends here. They don't just disappear. Move, move, move! Watch out! Where the hell are we? That lightning, it hit those markers and it took us somewhere. Are we like Guardians of the Galaxy now? On our six! Bro, 
based on the worldwide phenomenon. Did you see that thing? Come on! Fall back! This is officially above my pay grade. I don't care what those creatures are. We destroy them and we close the gateway. Yes, 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 yes ma'am. The bigger they are. I'm getting us all home. The harder to kill. Whoa. Very Holy. good. Oh, shit, bro. I can't wait to this fucking movie. I'm going to be all in it. Oh, shit. Fuck now, yeah. you and Karen are relatives, right? Yes. Yeah, she's uh... your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had to change our name. Our real name is Mike and Karen Pence. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, a little known fact. Uh, wow. Danny. What a cool... Yeah. Danny uh, is president. the star of the next one. All right. So, yeah, enough about Monster Hunter. Do you want to even see that movie in real life? Uh, no, I mean, I, I want to see it because we did the trailer. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. But no, okay. it's, it's a shoot 'em up movie. It's a, it's a, I don't Jonathan know. Man. It doesn't, it doesn't do justice to the game. It doesn't do justice to movies. It looks right. Great. Now, if Tom Cruise was in it, you know, come, no, video perfect. games are cool on so many levels. Are they? What level is that? Level one, level two? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. As you uh, go up, it gets cooler. So many levels. Oh, yeah. So you get to the lava boards, and it gets hotter. Our, our next movie is uh, features none other than Mr. Danny Decci, the godfather of the Richmond District comedy uh, scene here in San Francisco. If it's the Richmond District, Danny has done an open mic or showcase at one of the bars. Uh, He's, uh, he's a great guy. He's been on television, a network yes. television. Uh, he, he was on The Gong Show with Mike Myers. The, right, the new Gong Show. I love that appearance. Yeah, he did great. He's known for playing uh, musical numbers off his skull using a number two pencil or usually his uh, fingertips against his uh, dome. And uh, very well, funny on guy. On The Gong Show, it was the pencil, and he yeah. let the audience stoned. It was the same pencil he used to flunk the SAT. Well, then he, he kind of went a little brazen, if we're doing a play-by-play -play here, Carl. And then he uh, played a number of off his skull and with the reverbing in his mouth, and Will Arnett was not taking it. Again, it's on YouTube. You should check it out. Yeah, when you check out Danny Decci on Facebook, he had been doing a live show on Fridays uh, with a good friend of ours who unfortunately passed away. So, uh, you know, sorry about that. Sorry to bring us down on Christmas Day. But we will uh, uh, keep an eye out for Danny. He is doing shows and they're broadcasting. Streaming yeah, live, he gave you know. me a list. Uh, yeah, you, you can go to dannydeitchi.com. Uh, you know, on YouTube, you find him by his name, No Space. Right. Um, you'll find him on Facebook. On Twitter, he's also his name, No Space. And the same thing on Instagram. And he also was on The Late Show with James Corden. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good. By the he way, did, after When I came out to visit for Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, he was nice enough to, to put me on his show. So and, was, and that was a great inner Richmond bar, right? It was the yes. neck of the woods. It was fun. And I parked in the loading dock. 
Now, I should say, yes, I know, it's in the newspaper. So I should say that uh, after this trailer, you'd probably be typing in Tom Hanks' name looking for him. But honestly, don't get mistaken, it's Danny Detchy. A tall green grass film. Here is the very serious trailer for the very serious movie, News of the World. Countdown. Three, two, one, go. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Captain Jefferson Kyle Kidd, and I am here tonight to read the news from across this great world of ours. So they pay you to tell stories? I never heard of that as a thing a man could do. It's not a rich man's occupation, as you can see. Hey, stop! Stop! I'm not going to hurt you. Do you understand English? Friend. Says your name is Joanna Leonberger. Indians took you when they attacked your family six years prior. Your mother, father, and sister were, well, they passed. She has got family down in Castroville. Captain, why are you doing this? She needs to laugh and dream. She needs new memories. The road is closed. Is that the law? It is now. Universal Pictures presents. You, Joanna. I do not have a clue as to the care of a child. It's a photograph. That's my wife. This Christmas. You can certainly handle a horse. Horse. Captain. Captain. Make no mistake. Captain. From the director, Paul Greengrass. She's that captive out of Wichita Falls. How much do you want for her? She's just a child. She's not for sale. Joanna! Joanna! So, she thinks she is an Indian now. She's something in between. Ladies and gentlemen, these are stories of men and women very much like you. Waiting for better days to come. You can't have her! I am taking her home. News of the world. In theaters Christmas. Wow. Wow, that's like uh, True Grit and The Searchers and reading a newspaper in the Old West. Yeah, I loved uh, Steve Poston as Tough Guy. Uh, yeah. Steve Poston is a pun master. He, he He's in the New Jersey commu uh, community, comedy community, and he is just one-liners and puns. That's what he does. He does things, interesting things in contests, like which joke is better than the other, and uh, he, he does it, you know, you pick a card and he tells a joke. He's good. He's uh, on Instagram and he's on YouTube. On It's Postin, post, post in, post in one words on Instagram. Post in, post in. 
and it's Steve Poston on YouTube. Check him out. Yeah, check him out. And if you enjoyed that movie, well, God bless you. Check it out. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, <clears throat> I might see that movie. I don't know. I guess, I mean, I could <laughs> die. And I mean, it's not on my bucket list, but I would yeah. watch it. It's Tom Hanks. I don't know. Did you watch that uh, submarine movie, that Tom Hanks submarine movie that was only released on Apple Plus this year? No. Okay, then you're not going to see this movie. Oh, did you watch? Okay. Did you watch a surprising cameo at the end of Borat? I I saw Borat. Uh, I don't remember his cameo. Was he there? In Borat too. Not to give away any spoiler. He shows up at the end. Well, I loved Borat too. I really enjoyed it. Uh, some of yeah, it went a little far. And uh, but I, I I I guess I missed that. It was at the way in. Yeah, it was it was fun. There was some good stuff on Amazon. We'll be we'll be uh, talking about Amazon shortly. Yeah. Uh, but well, let's keep going. We're we're going to focus on movies that are getting a theatrical release, whether it's in your local drive-in. And again, consult a website and uh, see what doctors say about sitting in the indoor room during a pandemic for two and a half hours. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not for you. Uh, but all these films will be available on television down the line. So uh, I'm just saying, why don't you uh, just get drunk and stay home on Christmas Day? Yeah, that's yeah. right. On eggnog. Yeah, on fucking Old eggnog. wine. Yeah, that makes it okay. Use you have brandy aperitif. Yeah, I run out of eggnog, so I just wind up eating sticks of butter. <laughs> that's so smart. It's yeah. economical. Uh, all right, our, you can our make next... it in your tummy. You don't need to <laughs> just make it in your tummy. You can make eggnog in your tummy. That's a good point. <laughs> Shake up your belly. If you go on the playlist, the next yeah. one is Soul. Talking about Pixar Soul that's what? playing on December 25th on Disney+. Plus. Who's our star? Was oh, it Steve Poston? Uh... Yeah, who played the Jamie Foxx role? Uh, let me take a look here. Ghost I can tell you a little Joe bit. Joe was Steve Poston. Yeah, Steve Poston. Yeah, New Jersey's pun man. And then, Unster. of course, the other star. Uh, is Tina Fey is portrayed by my good friend, very funny comedian here in the Bay Area, Lael Gold. That is her name. No, she's not Irish. She's Jewish. You can find her on Twitter at her name, which is spelled L-A-E-L-D-O-L-D. Lael. I was calling her Ladle, and she didn't even notice. You were calling her something else, too. Ladle. <laughs> didn't you even think, like, Ladle's not even a name? Like, didn't you even think at that point? She's um she's son of Jor-El, who was son of K-El from the planet Krypton. Yeah, and K-El's going to rock you, K-L-F. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, well, fair enough. We have Superman's grand uh, cousin in this uh, second cousin twice removed. Uh, Leo Gold and Steve Poston are the stars. Pixar's Soul. Soul. Two for Soul, please. Yeah. <laughs> a shitty title. Soul. You know, all those other movies are bullshit. They're phony. This movie has soul. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, I'll count it down because I forgot to count down the last one. Okay. Three, two, one, go. What the? The studio that brought you Inside Out. What is this place? And Coco. 
What's your name, honey? I am Joe. Connie, go for it. Today started out as the best day of my life! Be back here tonight. First show is at 7. Do you know what that is going to say? Joe got it! I did it! I got the gig! It must have been sudden for you. Oh my god, oh my god. Help! I'm not done! Uh... Huh? Disney and Pixar present... Is this heaven? It's the great before. This is where new souls get their personalities, quirks, and interests before they go to Earth. Meet 22! I don't want to go- Oh, stop fighting this! I already know everything about Earth, and I don't want anything to- You're missing out on the joys of life, like- Pizza. I can't smell! I got the COVID! We can't taste either, it's definitely COVID! All that stuff is in your body! Or touch! Jamie Foxx It's my life! Tina Fey Is all this living really worth dying for? This summer Can you help me get back? No way! What are we waiting for? Wait! Not me! Disney Pixar's Soul. That's weird. 151,000 souls going to the great beyond every day becomes off. No. That's good. That yeah, it, good. it ends on a cliffhanger, Carl. There's it one has, soul not accounted for. That's right. The, the yeah. count's off. You know, Steve Goldberg was like going on about how bizarre this film is like it's made up its own religion you know what i mean like what happens to you after you die i mean it's like you can blame boss baby for that boss baby fucked up the way heaven works and hell i don't know it's just like fuck it if you have a boss baby why not have like a soul <laughs> fuck it by the way, that was a classic, classic uh, Jamie Foxx when he falls through the uh, manhole cover. Just classic uh, the cartoon, right? No sound, just a bunch of papers flipping around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was wonderful. I mean, I could just see, like, uh, like when Roadrunner takes off and the dust goes, you know, it's like, <laughs> it was perfect cartoon. Whee! Perfect cartoon. All right, well, that is, uh, whew, God, that seems like a wonder if that film comes with aspirin. That's uh, Soul. Very complicated. <laughs> Take notes while watching that on Disney Plus Christmas Day. Wow. I guess they now, earned the plus, huh? Now, the next one on the on the list is Sylvie's Love. Okay. Fair enough. Yes. The next on the list is what Amazon is offering an exclusive movie uh, on Christmas Day. And uh, it features the phenomenal Tessie, uh, Tessa Thompson, uh, of course, from uh, Dear White People and uh, the Thor movies, right? Right. She becomes Thor, I think. I think she's Thor now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She got handed the well, – she's, she's mayor of that little city. 
Yeah, it's a pretty little city. That's kind of cool. I, I wouldn't mind being mayor of the Floridville. They'd get, get drunk. Now, I just want to hand it to Colin in this trailer because he says both actress and actor's name perfectly. He nailed them. Now, he what's the them. actor's name? Uh, Nami Aso... <laughs> something like You are no Colin. Guys, no, Colin. wait till you hear Colin rattle off that name. He's perfect. It's perfect. You know, that guy was a, a football player. He was a Raiders. Mm -hmm. And now he's an actor. Oakland. Top Oakland. of the food chain, oh, oh, top of the food chain, Oakland, California. Yeah, uh, Oakland's cutthroat. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go back to 1957 as we present the exclusive movie trailer exclusively on Amazon Prime. Sylvie's Love. Countdown. Three, oh. two, one, go. Girls, tell me about this new boy at the store. Hi, what's your favorite song in this? You don't know what love is. Is he cute? I didn't really notice. My band is playing at nine tonight, if you want to come. Have you never met a girl who knows much about music as you do? <laughs> and television. How was it? He's extraordinary. You don't have to go home. But you can't stay here. Can I walk you? Life is too short to waste time on things you don't absolutely love. But how do you know if you love something absolutely? I guess when it's the only thing that matters. The band got offered a gig in Paris. Come with us on tour. I'm afraid I can't. But I think you very well could be the next John Coltrane. And what are you going to be? This Christmas. WNAT Television. About the assistant producer position. Are you married? Yes. Producer's assistant's not the best job for a housewife. Why should I hire you? Because I didn't know the Negro woman television producer even existed. And all my life, that is all I ever wanted to be. Robert! A oh, silly! What are you doing in New York? I'm recording an album. So good to see you. You too. Forget who you are expected to be. You're working? I've been a very good hostess. You can't be the woman of your dreams while also trying to be the woman of my own. Become who you are meant to be. Tessa Thompson, Namdi Azamuga. I guess I just wanted you to be happy, even if I couldn't be part of your life. Pleasant experiences ahead. Don't pass it by. Sylvie's Love. Amazon original movie. December 25th. Only on Prime Video. PG-13. Included with Prime. Yeah. I, I'm going to see that. I think I'm, I'm in love with him. I'm, I'm in love with him. He's the one that got away. She she did that. It was her, her real love is television, Carl. Yeah, she, that's true. He said, come to me to Paris. You could be my uh, musician's wife. Right. Oh, I get to be a musician's wife during heroin era of Paris? Hard pass. <laughs> Didn't you love how uh, Danny played the bartender lady who unplugged the jukebox? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ooh, ooh, the tensions were high. There was a lot of uh, 
Tennessee. It was, uh, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Danny nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was like I was watching the movie itself. Well, he he's not a character actor. He really gets into the part, you know. He he becomes, he became that lady who unplugged the jukebox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lots to unpack in that movie. It seems like it goes one way and then goes another. It seems like it kind of a different spin on La La Land, and then it becomes about the first female television producer in the world. Well, no, well, no. At the end of the movie, she quits television to become to dedicate to being a housewife. There was what? a party coming up, and she was hostess. You know. No, but that that, that was with her fake love husband. Oh. Yeah, I remember he was like, "How come you're not mingling with the guests? How come you're you're sitting in your desk working?" Yeah, that's right. What will people like, say? Because I love television. Yeah. My love is television. I think she said a great line, like, I can't be the woman of your dreams while trying to be the woman of my own. I think Jeannie delivers that line, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And man, isn't that weird? It's a movie about a television producer uh, being premiered on television. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ooh, it hurts my head. Okay, Jeannie was well, our star, and she did a good job. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, we we handed them the script and everyone did it perfectly. So uh, as best we can. Oh, and once uh, again, I just have to shout out Steve Goldberg's delivery. It yeah. was like so out of there, you know, like it's yeah. great to see you and the kissy noises. Well, my favorite is he comes back from Paris and he's like, hello, it is yeah. a movie. Yeah. He's French. <laughs> yeah, he's he got an accent since he was there. Really well uh, uh, choices, man. These are these. Our players are available if you have a Shakespeare company or you know you have a Zoom meeting. Yeah. You can uh, rent one of our players, one of the LWFLMOYTPs, yeah. uh, to come by and uh, spice up your your leer. You know. Jeannie did vagina monologues. She did. Well, I mean, at least I think that thing was talking. <laughs> We saw what was that movie we saw? Chatterbox. Chatterbox. That was the vagina. <laughs> Wasn't a monologue though. No, no, she sang. The her vagina sang. That yeah, movie's right. on Amazon Prime. That's how they they built their empire on shitty movies like that. But listen, I I recommend strongly uh, to anybody who's a fan, you know, uh, of our channel to please go to YouTube and look up. Uh, uh, Chatterbox, Chatterbox, a really good film to see. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Go ahead and check it out. It's available. If you have Amazon Prime, you could watch it. No, our podcast. Our oh, podcast. yes, us. It's on YouTube. Uh, check yes. it out. It was one of our episodes. Oh, man. Talking Woo. movies. Okay. Are we on Wonder Woman? Can we yes. do Wonder Woman? Are we on Wonder yes. Woman? Exactly right. This trailer looks so good. What a pleasure it was watching this trailer a hundred million times to make this happen. I think this looks like a great film. I, I'm just saying. Okay. I'm excited to see this 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 uh, superhero movie. Let me count it down. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. Three. Okay, ready? Yeah. Let's get ready to brumba. Three, two, one, go. The world is not ready yet for all that you will do. Your time will come, Diana. And everything will be different. 
WB DC. Citizens of the world, I am here to change your life. Anything you want. Anything you dream of, you can have it. Looks like you saw a ghost. Diana, look at you. It's not like one day has passed. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You always have everything, while people like me have nothing. Well, now it's my turn. Get used to it. I've never been one for rules. The answer is always more. The way I fly, they will never find us. I forgot to tell you. Radar. Will they shoot at us? Barbara! What did you do? Wonder Woman, 1984. Yeah, I'm not real keen on this one, but I figure you do. I think you can do better. Parachute pants? Does everyone parachute? No. Only in theaters. Dolby Cinema. Experience in IMAX. Yeah. Woo. Karen wow. did the great Barbara. Yes, that's the cheetah was uh, Karen Whitehouse. Uh, Karen Spiegelman, excuse me, uses uh, my name now. And, and Colin uh, didn't just do the graphics, he also did Max Lord, the villain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about some serious gravitas. I thought it was, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Max von Subo. It was Gravitasi. Yeah, it was Gravitasi. It was the uh, the next generation. Uh, it was yeah. a little off here, a little stiff, right? The world is not ready for all that you will do. <laughs> it was an off night. Uh, yeah, so that is uh, Wonder Woman, which is supposed to hit the theaters. Uh, it'd be nice to see uh, a female-directed uh, blockbuster on the screen. But we get to see it if you have HBO Max. You know what HBO Max is doing? They're going to release all their their theatrical releases on their their streaming platform, uh, as well as the theater, and it'll be available for one month only. So they'll have Matrix 4 premiere on TV, but only for a month. But I think one is going to be available ad nauseum, so you get to watch that all year. Not just 1984. Time for my free trial. You know, my favorite scene in Wonder Woman 1984 is when he meets Winston Smith, and then they get taken to the uh, Ministry of Disinformation because uh, ignorance is bliss and sex crime, 1984. Can we stop using 1984 as a reference? I'm so tired of it. Well, it was an interesting book, and it was written at a time in which it was the Cold War, and it was, it was, it was, it was. I like it. had other years. There was other years. How about 1983? Summer of 1985. That's a better ring to it. 
1984 kind of got the story wrong, even though they got it right. Like today, it isn't that every somebody's watching you every second. It's more that something's being recorded and they can go back in time and find out where you were and what you bought. And, you know, like Big Brother is metadata stored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's preachy. Yeah, word. Oh, man, we got to take it down a notch. Woo. Uh, woo. Wow. So did we do all the, tri- you know, there's one movie. Well, actually, Carl, did you want to talk about, uh, uh, so Christmas Day movies for me has always been a, a, just a joy for bad movies because they tend to bring out the worst films and dump them uh, and hope that you watch it. And we've been doing shows based on that. This year is a little slightly different. However, I have them all listed. If you go to my YouTube channel, which is LuggageTuesdays.com, you'll see on the playlist, which I had. Yeah, here we go. Wait, you said .com, but it's in your YouTube search. You put in Luggage Tuesdays, you filter for channel, and you'll come up with the playlist. Yeah, it gets a little wonky. Uh, you got to search by by uh, channel. Luggage Tuesdays, one word. And then you'll, you'll see our playlist. I have a different uh, playlist for each year we've done this, starting with Christmas movies, Christmas movies two, uh, up until last year, which was four. So uh, let's see, we got Jackie Brown, a lot of Quentin Tarantino like? movies. Which, which playlist? Well, I'm looking at the first playlist. I just want to go through real Christmas fast. Christmas Day movies? Yeah. Okay. Jackie Brown. So not only Jackie Brown was Christmas Day, Four Rooms was Christmas Day, and uh, I think Inglorious Bastards was Christmas Day. I think the only movie recently was uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a Sony's film. It wasn't a Miramax Weinstein film, and that was released uh, in July. Mm-hmm. But he tends to like Christmas Day for his movie releases. What Once about is... Paycheck? Uh, what about it? No, it just seems there's an interesting Valkyrie came out on Christmas Day. Really, I yeah. enjoyed that film. Well, I mean, it's it's a prestige film. Some of the more, you know, you have to be educated to to watch a film about. You know. That was the Anschluss. You know, Pinocchio. This is not the Pinocchio 2002 was a Christmas Day movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, Aliens versus Predator, Requiem. The remake of Point Blake. Yeah, that's the perfect kind of Christmas movie. Like, it's crap. Yeah. Let's dump it. And it's got a hook to it. It's an alien movie, you know. Yeah, right. The, those got fucking, I'm not going to go see Grudge Match. So, yeah, and this show, like, uh, Parental Guidance with Billy Crystal. Oh, and then Gulliver's Travel. I never understood Jack Black. How old is he supposed to be in Gulliver's Travel? Is that's he a 20-year-old slacker? Yeah, he's, well, I think he was trying to be a um, reporter or something. There was some backstory there. He had a job. Yeah. Right, uh, because the love interest was a co-worker. Right, that's right. But he was like a slacker, even though he was well in his 30s by that point. Right. It was yeah. sort of like a nair to do well, and he didn't stick up for himself. Like, the new guy came into the mailroom. That's what it was, a mailroom. Oh, and right. uh, t- and very quickly advanced. I- I'm four rooms. Was that the Quentin Tarantino one? Yeah, it was. So it was four directors and four. It was an anthology right. about a hotel. Four directors. Yeah, yeah. It had Allison Andrews, uh, Andrews, uh, 
oh god, the guy who did In the Soup, and then Roger Rodriguez and uh, Quentin Tarantino. It was supposed to be five rooms. They were going to have Richard Linkletter. Back then. The interview, of course, uh, with uh, James Franco and Seth Rogen was released Christmas Day, but uh, Sony got hacked by uh, North Korean hackers uh -huh. because they didn't want this movie, which made fun of uh, yeah. North Korea, to be released. So they put it on Christmas Day. You know, but, 24 rooms was going to be five rooms. I mean, it was um, the same thing is true for foreplay. Oh, it was going to be right. We watched foreplay. But there's only three stories in it. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. There were only three stories. The fourth story never got produced. That's right. Well, I saw a, an anthology from the 60s, and it had John Luke Godard, and it had Roman Polinsky. But Roman Polinsky, uh, uh, his film was, was taken out, and there was a note in the movie saying, by request, this was removed. Is that because of the uh, controversy of him being a rapist? No. I think oh. I think they were they were fine. I think it was his call. You know, looking oh. at these movies on from Christmas Day, the trash I'm talking about is the Spirit, directed by Frank Miller, the the comic book adaptation. Great comic, terrible film. Yeah, I agree. And then like uh, Fat Albert. Oh yeah, that's mm -hmm. another like dump to Christmas Day because it stinks. But you know, Fences with Denzel Washington was probably an an Oscar play. Yeah, no, it was a. a, a was it Augustus Wilson play? It was a play uh, that he directed the movie version and starred in it. And he did a really great job. It's a it's a good it's a good adaptation. It's a good movie for sure. And I think it's not the first time Denzel Washington had a Christmas Day release for uh, a film he directed. Uh -huh. He was on Anton Fisher, but uh, he they kind of you know he makes he's a movie star, an international movie star. He directs a play, and they allow him to do it, and they said sure. Keep making us these movies. We'll let you do what you want, and we'll yeah, that's right. on Christmas Day. Uh, and then Miramax tends to dump terrible films during the nineties, like all the pretty horses. Gosh, yeah, I did. Right. I did see Angela's Ashes. I just left another Miramax. Point Breaking uh, out on Christmas. I think that's a the remake. Yeah, were, were they trying to go for an Oscar? Because I think I don't think that what they considered crap. We also have uh, Dan, uh, Django Unchained, so that's another Quentin Tarantino movie on Christmas Day. Oh, and The Evening Star, that was uh, yes, a sequel, sequel to The Terms of Endearment. How weird is that? Right. Well, all right, so My we Christmas, have... that, you would think that would carry its own weight, like it wouldn't need to uh, be dumped on Christmas Day. Uh, like Mr. Magoo is there, right? Yeah. Dump. Um, yeah, and that's on Disney Plus too. If you're ever curious to see that film, um, a civil action is that John Travolta? Uh, yeah, it was. It was uh, Mike Nichols directed, and it was based on uh, I don't know some political. It wasn't primary colors. It was just no. It was, it was um, that he was suing this uh, insurance company, and he would never settle. And the reason was because they can pay it. He was so pissed at how they scan. I forget what the scandal was. It, it, it hurt people, you know. It was like a Buffalo Creek disaster kind of thing. And then my favorite part of that movie is at the end, he's in bankruptcy court. And the judge is like, well, why did you do this? And he doesn't have an answer. 
you know, he did a great acting job of being like, just like, I don't know what to say. You could see it, the wheels turning in his head. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds good. Maybe I'll, I'll watch that for Christmas Day. So what's the next group of trailers here? All right. Let's check out what we have for Christmas Day, too. Uh, okay. We do this show every week, our two-hour show. The uh, okay. So we have the sting. Wait, the you think it's? We think we're going on too long? No, we're, we're just we're, we're delivering what we promised. Uh, oh, modern problems with the uh, Chevy Chase. Right, that was a piece of crap. Mar that was a huge piece of crap. Uh, Marley and me. Marley and me was. Do you think they were going for an Oscar? Because they took themselves pretty seriously. It was a very bad film, but. If you're a dog, you know, like they play with a topic, they they could get away with it, you know, dog yeah. loving. Yeah, you know, people get a mistake about my dietary uh, uh, regimen, barley and me. Uh huh. I eat a lot of barley. I uh, see. Yeah. Now, I think um, Marley was not in Hollywood's Dogs Who Drink. I mean, it was he was very contemporary for that book. He that wasn't really, a, yeah, it was definitely, he was not listed in there. Uh, I do know from interview, he's a very, you know, secluded dog. He lives in a ranch. Uh, he's he's actually right now with the uh, grandma at the ranch. Ah, he, the, died. he went to the farm. He went to the farm. Uh, that was what my happened to Marley? Marley? Uh, <laughs> he's enjoying yeah. his life at the farm. I thought it was tacky that the end credits of Marley and Me consisted of uh, uh, Marley at the farm playing with Grandma as a credits role. Uh, some other films we we tagged were American Werewolf in Paris, a forgettable uh, sequel from 1997. All the Money in the World has some notoriety because the director, Ridley Scott, last minute replaced Kevin Spacey with a different actor. Oh, and is there an explanation for that? Yeah, Kevin Spacey is a fucking perv. It was a creep, you know. Oh, it was, I, it was um, a recent thing. Yeah, this happened maybe four years ago. And, they, gotcha. and within two months, I think it was uh, Christopher Lee or Christopher, the other Christopher in there, Plummer. I think it was Christopher Plummer. You know, Molly's I, Game. You know, Molly's Game reminds me of open mic rooms because that speech she gives uh, when she says she lost her uh, weekly show and... Uh, no one remembers me. I was like, yeah, that's what happens when I lose a mic. No one remembers. You know, I enjoyed this Molly's game. Um, the thing is, it was like, boo-hoo, poor me, rich girl. But at the same time, like, I really like the dynamic that she was an Olympic athlete. But in her house, she was the loser. They were all Olympic athletes, you know what I mean? And the yeah. father was so uh, strict and... Do you remember when she was in New York and the father s showed up and she was ice skating? Yeah, Rockefeller Center. Yeah, so he was being a coach as she whizzed by. He was like, keep your knees together. <laughs> you know, remember how she she skidded out? Yeah. Like dad was in her mind, her brain. I just remember that speech she gave. She goes, I gave them a room every week. And do they even remember me? No. <laughs> That's open mic night. Open mic night. 
Well, just going through the list, we do see Oscar worthy. You know, the, the trick with the Oscars is you, they have to be released of the year. So they released films like Phantom Thread, Christmas Day, Limited, so the New York and LA, so they're eligible. And then they get nominated in January, and then they make the film go wide, saying this is a Oscar nominated film. Right. It's a bit, it's kind of cheating, but it's not. It's the rules. It's the way it goes. Yeah. So that was that. We have Justin Bieber's concert movie. Oh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. The last movie Ben Stiller ever fucking made. Uh, well, do you think that's movie. because it was like bad and they wanted to dump it? Because Ben Stiller really loved, I, I don't know what's the right word. He he really wanted to get that thing made and he was very mad. He was like, you can't get a movie made unless it's the Avengers in this town. But oh, come he did on. Get I would you didn't want to watch the Avengers 20 minutes into this film? I was like, it was a two, for a two and a half hour movie, I would have loved one of the characters to break out Endgame on their laptop. You know, like... Didn't enjoy the film. Did not like the film. He gets the guy in the end, you know, he shuts him up. It was Life Magazine. Remember, oh, he right. jumps onto the helicopter. Yes, yes, yes. I remember he All skates right. down a, a curvy road. He's like, I'm roller skating down a curvy road. <laughs> Oh fuck that movie! This miserable movie. Into the woods. Oh joy! I want to see joy. I keep forgetting about Jennifer Lawrence and uh, playing a real life uh, QVC innovator. The message of that movie I thought was a little. The message of that movie was, if you work hard, you'll succeed. But really, it was, if you work hard, you could be rich. I didn't right. like the vibe of it. You know. I have to see that movie. It's it's an interesting premise, you know, that it's about someone who has an invention that makes money off of QVC. Yeah, and her life is really tough pre-money, you see. Uh, but she's like sacrifices and gives and uh, people don't take her seriously or respect her. And like she doesn't show them up, but we learned that she should have been all along because of this great invention she made. It was like a cleaning product. Yeah, right. I don't know. Interesting. And they came out we Christmas Day. You should see it, but... I'll see it. I'll see if it's on one of my streaming. Uh, and then I'll check it out from the library. Just going through this, The Gambler was a remake of a James Toback film, and Mark Wahlberg did a great job in it. I think uh, John Goodman's in that, too. The gambler, I thought that he was kind of walking through the role. Yeah. I'm ruined again, but I, I don't know. I think he was just doing uh, doing his job. One, one thing I should mention in our list is that uh, one of the strangest things I realized was that Cheaper by the Dozen, not only was the, the uh, remake, the family-friendly Cohen Hunt, uh, Steve Martin movie, Cheaper right. by the Dozen, was released on Christmas Day. Its sequel was released on Christmas Day of the following year. <laughs> where the, another sequel family... sequel of that? Why make a sequel of that? <clears throat> well, that's like those kids' movies where you have like 12 characters they introduce, and then Madagascar 2, they meet 12 new characters, and yeah. then Madagascar 3, they meet 12 more new characters, and you have 36 celebrities doing voices in a limited amount of stage time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first Family... Remember that Buck Henry movie? You like that movie. First Family was the 1981 with... Uh, yeah, released uh, on Christmas Day. I wonder why. That was Gilda Radner, and that was a really good film, I thought. 
thought I remember it as being a really good film. Yeah, they dumped it there. Uh, right. So let's uh, let's go to our third list. Okay. Let's move Hope here. you guys are enjoying what we're doing, but you know, we we came up with this idea. All right. Oh geez, we started off the our third list with uh, Hoffa, the Danny DeVito director. Yeah. Uh, Jersey film. Do what I gotta do for the union. Yeah, my favorite is that Hoffa had an imaginary leprechaun friend named Danny DeVito who hung out for most of <laughs> Right. They were twins. What do you, mean you don't see him. Yeah, a leprechaun standing right there. Jimmy, I don't see him. Uh, I've seen Destroyer. That's a decent movie. That's a really good movie. Nicole Kidman. Uh, it's about cops who go uh, underground. To Which one? Destroyer. Okay. So she she was underground, like she was working with these uh, as a cop. She was she went underground for a cult, and she, she spent many years there. Undercover, undercover. Yeah. Okay. She went too deep. So the cover gets blown, and the movie is basically her trying to, you know, come to terms with what she had done, right. uh, years later. So it's a it's a really interesting movie. I, I was glad. Then if Bill Street could talk, because that's a great film. That's uh, I really like that film. Why do you think 1917 came out on Christmas Day? That was oh, Oscar I think that has to do with the that has to do with the Oscars. I think they were trying to push the war movie. We have a a really good notorious film, uh, Holmes and Watson with uh, Will Ferrell. Oh yeah, you know I am one of the only people in the world who enjoyed that film. Uh, no, well you know it's uh I I've seen it. It's it seems very drunk. Like it seems like there's a disconnect. Like you know, like they started the party without us. But I still enjoyed it. You know, like I I proved to You're myself. You're right about I, that. It's like we weren't in on the joke. Yeah, there's no oxygen in the room. There's no like other people. So it's just them like starting their YouTube channel shenanigans without any references. But you know, I proved to myself I'll watch those guys in anything. So there's proof right there. Ah, um, broadcast news. Broadcast, yeah. Well, that was probably, you know, a prestige film, as right. well as Prince of Tide. Uh, and Basis of Sex is another prestige film. That's the Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie. Uh-huh, that's right. And Vice. Ugh, can't stand that movie. Which one, I'm, Vice? I'm Dick Cheney. Oh, I saw that film. Yes. And... No, you didn't. I don't know. I liked it. He, I, one thing I did like is he had transformed into a different person. You couldn't really tell that was our boy. Yeah, that is true. A lot of the people in there like really came across. I think Richard Dreyfus did a great job as uh, yeah, as one of those cabinet members. I, I should mention something real fast. Daddy's Home, which I really enjoyed, came out on Christmas Day, and there is a scene where. Uh, trying to make you know where will ferrell uh, throws christmas to the kids but it's in march he's right. over achieving but then unfortunately the sequel came out and the sequel took place during christmas like it suddenly became a christmas tradition and the sequel to daddy's home is one of the worst movies i've ever seen with uh mel gibson yes that's the father of uh donnie well Wal marky mark marky mark i love to call him marky mark because he hates that Yes, well, he also hates uh, if you bring up his previous arrest, I'm sure. What else we got on the list? Grumpy Old Men. Producers. Which one? The Producers, which is oh, the, the um, musical. Yeah. The musical one. That's on Netflix. I tried watching it. 
You know, I really like the one with uh, Gene Gene Wilder. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. It's yeah, much that's, better. It's much better. Well, you know, you get to see the musical numbers that you would have paid big bucks on Hollywood to see. So you know, yeah. there's there's plus and minuses. We have uh, another John Travolta movie, Michael, uh, and then oh, Robert Rodriguez, The Faculty. Uh, another play, Brighton Beach Memoirs, uh, and then Tombstone. I didn't know that. Ooh, Trespass. I love that movie. That got in some trouble because uh, it, it was released right around the riots and uh, uh-huh. uh, at Los Angeles riots, and they were like, oh, no, you, you know, yeah, there's an overlap, which is not true. Uh, we've talked about Wolf's Creek, scary Australian film about a kindly old man who winds up kills everybody. Wolf <laughs> Wolf. It, yeah, it's charming. Here's another Denzel film, The Great Debaters. Are you on Christmas Movies 3 now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You might want to mention that. I thought I did. Oh, wait. The old men. Grumpy old men. I enjoyed that film. I know they were trying to make the magic happen again. I think they kind of did. There's plenty of movies where they're like, hey, they're in the fortune cookies. You should check it out. Like, yeah, all right. Kate and Leopold is on here. I really like that movie. Yeah. Uh, I do, too. Uh, it was It was kind of fun. Nice time travel movie. Yeah, and it was uh, it was just neat how he was like navigating this new world. Uh, I don't know, pretty cool. Fair enough. I should mention another Miramax movie, Cold Mountain and the Cold Kidmore. Kid, uh-huh. Kidman. Kidman. Boring. Jude Law. Uh-huh. Yeah, just boring, but you know, gotta release it. Is that the the um, Civil War one? I think so, and it has to do with like a house or some property or some shit like that. Oh, okay. So it isn't the one in which uh, Jude Law goes off to fight the Civil War. I think it might be. I don't know. Maybe you're thinking of the others. The others? I think that was a horror film. Yeah, but there's like she's yeah. waiting for her husband to come back from the war. Well, <clears throat> she um, she hardly knows this guy. And she, he just, maybe it wasn't husband. No, it wasn't husband. It was like uh, someone to, to write home about. Like it was a girlfriend, a boyfriend. And they just did it in uh, two seconds. Um, anyway, I don't know. I enjoyed that. It was romantic. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it. I'm never going to watch it. Okay. Uh, you, that's fine. You can, yeah. What about the water horse? Yeah, and it was, I don't know what that movie's about. It's about a water horse. Um, it's like a creature that... Is it like an Irish myth? It's about a kid's a film. Yeah, it's the Loch Ness Monster. That's what they want you to think. Ah. He, he, he comes home with, you know, like, can we keep him? He's got to stay in the bathtub. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what about the great masturbators? The Great that's, Debaters? Yeah, that's Denzel. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't think you should call yourself great at it. It's so braggy. I mean, everybody's great at that. I yeah, mean, it was a master of dating. Right. Yeah, it's, it's I recently had a personal best. 
Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Um, any other movies on that list that, that jumps at you? The Faculty for Refresh My Memory. Oh, that was a good. That was Roger uh, Rodriguez, and it was uh, Aliens Take Over High School. Right, like, that's right, that's right. And um, it's basically, yeah, there's like the, the princess, the jock, the nerd. Uh, it's basically the breakfast club fights these aliens. What about Revolution with Al Pacino? Did you, I've I did not back. enjoy that film. Did you like it? That was a film I saw in college uh, back when I was watching films named Revolution, you know. Right. Yeah, I, I thought the Al Pacino did a fantastic acting job. Like, he's a really good actor, and that was one film that showed it off. The only thing I would really call out here, I think, looking at all of these, except for Masturbators, that's pretty cool, was The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I really enjoyed that film. I, I don't know why it came out on Christmas, probably for the Oscar nod again. Probably, probably for the Oscars, yeah, absolutely. I think, like, the, as the years progressed, I, I was very selective to only pick wide release uh, films, but mm -hmm. then I said, screw it. Yeah, I should make a note that films like Wolf of Wall Street probably were limitedly released in New York and, and Los Angeles on Christmas Just Day. Just yeah. Yeah, get eligible, get the nominations that they deserved, and then promote it during the new year as an Oscar-nominated film. Now, there's a comedian uh, in the Jersey scene, although I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, I'll just say his name is Danny. He was an actor in The Americans, and he was actually, you know, he's like, uh, he was the son of the neighbor, who's like the son of the FBI neighbor or whatever, and he was in Wolf of Wall Street. He was, there was this scene in which they were lifting weights, and he was asking, what does your sister think of me, and do you remember that scene? Maybe. I don't, I can't really say I do. Okay. All right. Well, he's in it. He's in Wolf of Wall Street. He never yeah. met, uh. Uh, Gilbert Grape. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what a ripoff. I know. He's in the movie. He doesn't get to well, meet the star. Was he directed by the second uh, AP or AD? Was it, or Probably. Was it it yeah. was like a, uh, you know, cut to guys on a front lawn or a driveway lifting weights and yeah. I don't know. We're in Jersey. You're right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Carl, I'm going to go through our movies listed on uh, our playlist of Comedy Day 4. Christmas Day 4. Yes. Not Comedy Day. <laughs> Godfather 3. Wow. Which we should mention, uh, a new version has been released. It's supposed to be released in December called uh, Coda, The Death of Michael Corioni. Uh, he added uh, uh, Coppola added scenes and rearranged the movie. So, yeah, that was a big deal. Like, we've got to see Godfather coming out Christmas Day. Let's go. You know, it, it, I bet you that Coppola knew when he shot that that I'm going to do extra stuff so that I can do that in the future. Maybe he just did extra stuff never got around to it, you know. I think he also actually filmed new material for this version, but, you know, we'll see it. Again, a great performance by Al Pacino. Yeah, I thought so. And I thought it was a, Connie was a good, uh, uh, the Cope, uh, Sophia Cope? No, what's her name? Uh, it was Sophia. No, but I mean Connie, Connie, sister. Oh, Connie, Connie. yeah, Diane Keenan. No, that's Kay. Oh. That's Kay. Oh, Connie, Talia Sire. Right, Tal, 
uh, yeah, yeah. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, great I job. thought Sofia Coppola was terrible. I thought that Andy. I don't That's know. It. I think the movie. I think that the story was wrong. They didn't. I don't know. Well, it was in 1979. It's very hard to have an epic back then, I'm sure. Well, they tried. The Pope. They killed it. Oh, too late to save the Pope. No, but that wasn't 79. This film was a lot later than this film oh. was. I thought it was the disco era. No. Okay, let's look it up. God. I'm going to go through the list. No, please. Godfather 3. Yes. Isn't there a Godfather hotline of old men like us? 1990. 1990. Okay, but it takes place in 1979 in New York. Oh, is that what you mean? Gotcha. We went... You know, there was a Havana revolution in the second one, and the uh, third one, there was like, you know, his son sings at discotheques. Yeah, I, I don't think the year had anything to do with how lame it was. It was just a bad story. All right. Well, yeah. that, that came out Christmas Day. Uh, Little Women, directed by uh, Greta Gerwin. I still haven't seen yet. I won't, I've been dying to see. Uh, that came out Christmas Day just recently. Uh, 1914, you mentioned... There was a documentary on Pauline Kael. Would you watch a movie documentary on a movie critic? Is that who she is, Pauline yes. movie critic? She's from the New Yorker. I don't know. I guess there's some history there. I might check it out, but I don't think I would go to it first. Yeah. You know, the Batman theatrical release animated movie, Mask of the Phantasm, mm-hmm. uh, was released Christmas Day, which sounds like a perfect Christmas Day movie. Just, you know, going to nerd out. Here, here's another Spielberg um, movie. It's not just War Horse. There's Empire of the Sun came out. Right, right. That thing tanks. Yeah, Christian, that's another Christian Bale movie. He was a young kid. Going in Style has um, uh, Godfather 2 guy. Uh, you Which know, one? Hyman Roth. Yeah, right. My father did business with Hyman Roth. <laughs> I'm in Roth is living out his years. Okay, uh, broadcast news we had mentioned. Ali, that's another uh, Oscar contender. Oh, I I saw this. I I enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Until the End of the World is the art house film by Vim Benders. It's fucking terrible. It's a fart house film. Fart house film. I think it's like, it's what what the world is going to be like in 1999. It had some interesting, the soundtrack was Music of the Future, and they had some original Talking Heads. I don't know. It's just a weird movie. It, it, dra- it goes off in a weird direction at the last. I still remember it. Imitation Game is about uh, Turing, right? Alan Turing? I never saw the imitation I, th- I, I think it's about World War II encryption. Peter's Friends... <laughs> Oh, you know what? That's one of the ones in which you see the trailer and you go, okay, yeah, I, I saw this film. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't need... Oh, it's about history? I should read about it. Right. Uh, our, friend, our friend Woody Allen, his movie Alice came out on Christmas Day in 1990. Crap. Ooh, another Spielberg movie, Catch Me If You Can. A lot of Spielberg movies. You know, have you seen Tony Ertzman yet? Yeah, it's really enjoyable. Really good film. Yeah, it's like a three-hour comedy. It's really good. And it's the dad trying to bring the daughter back somehow. Like, she's not happy. She needs to be happy. 
They said they're going to make an American remake. Oh, who are they going to cast? Uh, John uh, Goodman? Yeah, it's going to be John Favreau. I don't know. Uh, John, I don't know. Who, yeah, it's going to be Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Dad, you're so annoying. <laughs> Dad. Uh, the other day, I don't remember. Hurley Burley, that's another stage production. That was a play. Uh, yeah, let's see what else we have here. Ooh. Chrysopolis. That's the animated movie. I like that film. Uh, God, I think I kind of ran out of film. Hamlet. That's another play adaptation. Carl, I don't know if you know that. 1996. Oh, was Hamlet originally a play? Yeah, it was originally a play. Like the producers, that was originally a play, and the Hamlet was originally a play, and now they made a movie version. Uh, you know, that was around... funny on the producers. If you look at the credit, there were no producers. Oh, that's interesting. It was just built in to the film. Huh. I gotta see the end of it. I gotta get to the end credits. And let's say let's leave our, our uh, review of uh, previous Christmas Day movies. I should mention one that's not on the list: Uncut Gem. Which came out my memory. Day. That sounds so familiar. That's Adam Sandler movie. It's a drama. It's on Netflix now. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. I guess, should I see it? I should. Yeah. You know, we'll see it and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but another film here, I guess, incredibly loud and incre extremely loud and incredibly close. I'd never seen it. The 9-11 film. Uh-huh. Is that with Tom Hanks? Yeah, that's definitely Hanks there. But that yeah. little boy that's hugging Tang, uh, Hanks in the thumbnail, yeah. he I think his parents or his dad died in 9-11. Uh, really did. Uh -huh. And uh, things get extremely loud. So those are the movies. And so and this year, you know, we got six movies. There's probably, I, I, would, I think, uh, I hope you enjoyed what we did. Yeah. I hope the audience enjoyed. There's one movie that we haven't uh, talked about that is coming out limited this christmas it's called the truffle hunters and it's a french film and <clears throat> i don't know do you want to just make up a trailer all right let's do a trailer all right all right in a in a moon day in a moon day in a world in which trifles are hunted <laughs> i hear a trifle don't you try to hunt that trifle. The, the most sneakiest truffles only survive. Hey, did you read my book? What do you think about my book about mushrooms? Eh, oh. a trifle. <laughs> Je dors with les de a film with Jean-Jacques Gardard. I want more truffles. <laughs> I smell them close by. And Jean-Luc Girard. Truffles. What are truffles? Truffles equals revolution. That's like John Luke Godard impression. Oh, with a bunch of old French people as they You cannot there. just shuffle in here with those truffles. They are being hunted, you know. What is this hashtag truffles? What's, what's with my computer? The truffle hunters. Rated, no one's going to see it. Rated, no one's going to see it. Not playing. This Christmas. Not playing. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow. I think we uh, we covered 100 movies. Listen to Ribbit, Ribbit, Ribbit. It's frogs. The language was frogs. Uh, what it was riveting, that joke. <laughs> it was riveting. I love it. Uh, wow. So it is kind of weird that I, I won't be. I did go see a movie Christmas Day a couple years ago. I went to see uh, Into the Spideyverse. Oh, right, fun. right. Yeah. I think it came out recently, but I, I wanted to see it in the theater. You went on Christmas Day. That was yeah. the re its release to you. Yeah. And, you know, the movie house is bustling. It's usually people who don't go to the movies. There was a bunch of older women who were there to see that Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, right. docudrama, and they asked about it. And it's I tend to feel that this is the, this is the day that they Hollywood services. Oh, I don't know. Let's give make a movie for the women. You know, they have films like Hidden uh, Figures, and that's Christmas Day because they know right. people will, will go see it. So, oh. what a show! What a show! Merry Christmas, everybody! Yes, oh God, I, we spent two hours without saying Merry Christmas. Yeah, nice day. Gonna have to heavily edit. Oh, Merry yeah. Christmas! Merry Christmas! Well, that's been our show. Next week we have another special show. Uh, we we go through so many movies and call it a lot of research and we yeah. riff a lot of movies. We we just like to slow our, our roll, put on the brakes, and just kind of do a year in review of the films we watch. And that will be next week. It'll be yeah, a, the uh, Crafeterian Collection. The Crafeterian Collection. Oh, good old CC. Yeah, it's the urine PU. You can know it's a Crafterian collection from the logo on the VHS box. Just look on the laser disc, you'll see the logo. That means it's a quality movie. It's not our top picks, it's our low picks. But we go through all the movies that we watch and we just kind of recap our feelings and uh, just discuss it. And if you're a fan of the show, you know you can go to mutinyradio.fm, go to uh, podcast archive. You'll see all our shows listed. They're listed by date. Next week's episode will tell you what each movie is by date. And that way you, you say, oh, I want to see uh, Furry Vengeance. <laughs> and I, to that, I say, I wish you good luck. And as the Italians say, au revoir. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say Mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, oh Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman.
chattering deep into the light bright webbings of patterned feet is this podcast brought to you on the anchor.fm platform from the labs of aqua q anchor.fm is available for ios and android brings a free and clear interface for your podcast creator genius with royalty free music and sound effects that make you sound from the radiophonic workshop with segments for you to advertise yourself in the cash money you so deserve available everywhere podcasts are free just do the q characters paged dot dot their pagers went off all simultaneously and they looked down from across the world and onto their wrists dot the screens blinked a bit the three of them paused and waited for it to clear aria was sitting in a coffee shop outside of geneva again she thought her pinkish golden watch timed as selected when it was time for a time away and this was it Q was in the middle of bussing some papers down the street towards and away from things as usual, left coat pocket and the like. And Miranda was just up at sunrise at the Pacific Rim this time, no joke. She traveled overnight and had packed just a bit for a conference meetup for the book convention scheduled last May from the township. Aria sipped her orange juice and tapped the screen. You in there Q? What's the dinging about? We're all about with our business and the proceedings are proceeding with process and necess. As needed, Arya thought he might hear it but she tapped the screen once just to highlight her notion of notioning. Miranda tapped back. Yep, he's got his paperwork about and I believe he believes he's heading upward to the never-ending story folks. They seem on about a traquel and you know how he can fly time and the like, and so. Silence. Hugh was not normally in this much sun. From this time of day. More of a night owl and black cars and the odds slipping in at the right moments and such. But geez. 101 pages on this one, and several copies for the crew, and still three hours until the next. Shoot he dropped the papers. About time something happened, he paused and looked towards the ground, as they were slightly in between the shimmering embedded sparkly sidewalk and a bit of slick towards and in the gutter. His watch chimed and the haptics hit up Arya's beat. Tap tap. So this is what you get onto when you're not getting onto. Ache you? Arya quipped and sipped again at her orange juice, with now a splash of soda and a straw she keeps with her, so as to be ecological. Yes, Arya. The onto is onto the floor and chores like this haven't made it up the staircase to the case I need to get to, spiral bound and booked up like a top shelf for this pack of loose papers now, a bit dirty and, well, not in yourself, I can see that. Is that a pocket protector? No it's a packet of gum. It's for the, fresh. Anyway how's your end? Arya's end was just fine and sitting, just and there and she adjusted slightly at the thought and thought about telling him about the, oh, surprise. Q blurted out, and bent over to pick up the quarter on the street. Damn it's a regular one. You'd hope for a 1964 silver ore, but anyway. The story is carrying on, and it's just time not carrying it anymore. It's toppled into the streets and somebody forgot to number the pages. So it'll be up to you guys to piece it together once I get over. I'll scan it and you can run it through a quick OCR or something. Or, I can. Wait he picked up a cup of coffee and dropped it directly downward onto the ground and the cup hit square bottom and the coffee jumped out and bits all over the papers. He took a quick photo, shuffled them together, and straightened his back up a bit. 
Oh, I think I got the ordering now. We have the cover bound by main splash and the spill into the street by the spray that's come off it. We're good for ordering, now, I'll just get on and cross splash check it from the place. Miranda too now was on the call, as she sipped her coffee. You know I would have brought you one when you arrived, I hope it wasn't a creamy one. Anyway. Nice idea. I'll explain the coffee to the crew. But why didn't you try that old card trick? Pick a page any page? And was a simultaneous chagrin from the crew. Blip. Miranda's power was out, and just shrugged and put her watch on the charger. It's the sort and sorted chronicle of chronicled forgetfulness wherein their malaise was being re-triggered. Maybe it was the planetary offset, or maybe our characters needed to be reminded of themselves once again. It had been three weeks since the, shoot. And more so since the, oh yes. And there was always a place to whisk her off to and never stick, and sticking was like this. Q jabbed a stick of gum into his mouth and hummed up the street. He found the iron doorway near Chinatown, though slightly uptown, where he was to deliver the papers. He then jabbed all six buttons on the door and waited for a buzzing. Buzzed. He walked inside at a slightly dim fluorescent entryway, and some wooden doors towards the left and right, but walked straight up center. To the elevator. Black rounded keys with embedded white lettering, and the floor he was to go to was. He glanced. The worn out one which was slightly sticky from Mad Tong and his bubble gum fingers. He grinned and snapped a bubble and proceeded into the lift. When he was onto the floor, he found the small office lit up brightly with a large window showing into the hallway, and motioned to the secretary as she waved at him and got up to greet him. Black hair that had to have been done up recently, and a white starched blouse and a black chain, elegant and simple. And cufflinks. She didn't have an accent, and he didn't expect one. Global never does when they're not expecting expecting company, and he placed the papers gently down by her table. 101, she said. And a coffee. I heard about it. She stated in a slate gray tone of chagrin and looked over the papers. Well it's time and a half to type these up, so type there but out of order, so that'll be. She punched a calculator in her head, or as if, and it'll be alright if the coffee trick works out. And maybe we'll make it into a time travel series, you know. With the pages and all. You know what happened with. Tron. They both said it, but her mouth was only motioning. Her mouth remained open and she smiled. How did she do that? She turned and her shoulders motioned him into a room directly behind, and he paused and proceeded towards it, with her behind him. He looked back a bit and motioned a question towards the brass doorknob. She nodded and they both proceeded into the room, which again was lit well, and, well, a bit of a thick wall. And, tap tap. His watch was out. Shielded. The door closed and she hit a button on her watch, and the lights dimmed to a sort of reddish fluorescent and there was hum. Secondaries, her voice flatted a little. Keep your voice at this tone so that it's in line with the active RF chokes we have going around the place. The papers. And the coffee. And the gum. Good job and I hope you picked up everything we left, yes? The. Hugh found it impossible not to beam, and look around at the place. It only takes one word to get into this place, eh? He joked. Of course it took several months and a year and plus before that, but he was here. And here? Well. 
heard anyway. He maintained and took out his pen, and pulled a paper up from the desk and began to write a few words. The women looked on the bit begruzzled, as her face noted the word and she said nothing. Then he clicked the pen and the word lit up in a sort of iridescence, and as he moved his light across the word, the patterns moved, and continued and moved as long as the light was on them, pausing only when he took away the light, and using those last bits of light to orient themselves into. Stasis. Was the word. He explained, although he didn't need to, for her, he still felt a bit like Mr. Wizard with this thing, and as he kept his voice at a dim glimmer, and she continued to eye the ink on paper, as it had now been transfixed for several minutes in the beauty of the alignment of the... What was it again? Electroglutosilicate. He said as plainly as the red light on her cufflinks. And he blinked at her. She looked over the pen and took off her cufflinks and they did indeed match. Same guy, I can see. Incredible taste in. What was it again? Everything? Came the response. The form that follows function at its ultimate and timely and literally time and specificity of genetics in a package designed in for and with and. Well this is where planet Earth finds a use for its silicon, and silicon finds a purpose for its ordered numbering. In truth, there were no numbers. This was pure life, on whatever surface and surfaced, and still, and still enough to travel and. It likes light she said and smiled to him as she played with a pen across the paper. Well, it doesn't just like light, it likes to sleep as well. The orientation is a learning experience for these silly guys and gals, on paper anyway. They spend their time solving their own problems, which in turn, when applied solves your problem, if you know what you're doing. And I hope you do. Because we can't lose these. It's that simple. And they'll carry on and work their way out of your own problem if you have the right one which works for life, and that is why these are going places. Because we needed an ethics on chip and this is the style breakfast better than any possibility we'd imagined. You know how they were discovered? I thought you were going to say asteroid. She noticed she was becoming interestingly excited and had to dim her voice a bit more. Sort of like that. It was a smashed glass from a satellite, onto a flight carrier that had its little science experiment exposed to refracting light and electricity for 11 and a half minutes until they were crushed into dust by a jet landed onto them. Strange circumstance. The material from the jet and the glass electrical and radio, and these little mite guys who were meant to survive in space, survived into a flattened surface of goo on the tarmac. Funny thing it was noticed right away, because the little guys camoed themselves into a landing stripe sign the guys had never seen before. It was like a cross between a danger do not land signal, and a tangent on where they all wanted to exit. When he walked away to tell all the guys, the stuff stuck to his feet and began tapping Morse code into his boot. Good thing he passed the test, because they tapped this very word into his shoe, and so they brought them to us. The cufflinks look good on cue. Classed him up a bit. So this is trial J on this one, and those papers up front. You can feed it to these guys if they're hungry. I've got to get on and about to the other three about it and you need to. Write these events up. I know she picked up the pen. Well you came at the right time, and you know we're into a crunch. What's the protocol for these guys in public? Just don't leave the paper behind. They get all cross when they lose their mates, and it confuses the out of baristas who try to claim their outrageous tips, 
It seems these fellas have a bit of a wit towards the ladies and, well anyway. Keep them happy and they'll keep you happy. Happy. We're all happy. And that's the point. Dot. Anybody using that? He pointed to the hat on the hat track. Didn't wait for a response and picked it up and headed towards the door, correcting his coat up a bit as he got out of the room. She smiled and led him back to the front and clicked her clacker at him and looked up as she sat down at the desk again and stated 101. He nodded towards the door and out. A hat, he liked. It was like odd jobs top rounded, but without the. He looked. And replaced it to his head. Yes without the chop chop part. He was back into his part. A bit more like himself and thinking of Arya. Well that didn't take long. How about a light travel dare walk down where I'm headed and then afterwards? It was dark. The mist was starting to hit mid-waist level and the two had been walking for about two hours talking about the project, and its specifics and integrations and making sure everybody involved had gotten what they needed. And us. Hugh tapped the cufflinks, and they continued walking. It wasn't a bad day you know. It was better than yesterday, and that kind of reminds me. You know. He pointed down to her. Those bits. Ah yes. Perhaps if we had more time yesterday. But we're here in the now. You know. And our stop is just ahead. Do you want to take a seat? Q paused and thought for a second. The mist was certainly coming up around him and the cufflinks were a sort of see-through now, with the water vapor, and he thought to himself. Well, now is the time, he raised his arm and tapped his two fingers across both anode and dryodes of the cufflinks and there was an incredible and warble just around them, like an egg. The light hitting them was fizzing around like little swimmy things, and the water vapor was just docked, completely solid and not moving a speck. Arya did look surprised, and looked at his jacket cuff and up at his grinning smile. The light from her warbled a bit too and they just stood there for a second watching all of everything pass through them, as they became non-entities and the separation of light from matters and facts of spatial reasoning, said Q in his dim slated voice. Then they carried forward. I see. Was Arya's gentle response and she took his hand and they continued walking forward towards a pier on the ocean. They don't as they passed some non-passerbys who didn't look up nor at all, and their speech was not an echo in thought as it was normally, and they could justly hear them and know they were not heard. They didn't see the click, or thought it was a mirage. And now we're here. Light, aren't they? He jiggled his cufflinks at the non-weight and continued walking and smiling about it. The light powers these things and the water is static and so is our material, and so. And so, Arya motioned up to the stars and they both looked up. And we are light too, I can feel it. It felt as if they had no weight, and indeed felt as if they could walk forever on these two feet and never need a rest or a place to stop. That was right. With only light and non-matter, it didn't matter. He said to himself. And the light was just that part of the wording that helped it make sense and the egg was. Well that was just a little joke, and in fact the forum again, and they talked about the joke. Of course we did she joked later in the conversation, and also of course referring to the punchline. And we always will. And will they ever, and so they carried on a bit about it, and talked about the marriage of these technologies and of course what they were really good for, which again by design was the design of life, and life itself was. Well. 
They both nodded on in times like this when even things became a bit heady and they had done their jobs to get this here and that there, and the magnificence was. Oh. Well it was and. Hugh took out a second pen from his pocket. I got you a gift, of course. And they go together. Oh. This one's is a different color. I see. I like it. Metallic. Would be good for some drawing, you know. If we can get our hands on Miranda's notebook. You know the one I mean. He did. What did she call it? Spatial case book she did. We should call her tomorrow. Or is she already on? Is that you? A gentle ping came from her watch. Yes it's me and me, you know the footage is done. Developed and such for the film. You didn't tell her about. Did you? Of course not. Theaters took me up on the prints and the showings will be on and on about midnight the EGS will be lit up and we'll be on time. That is to be seen she grinned. Well quite. It should have quite an effect. The one you're looking for, I hope. With the right audience. Was his response of response and they carried on a bit about it, and imagined for a bit what the new beginning would be like, and hoped they'd make it on time, and they joked some more about that. Well. And just at that moment, an asteroid came about the horizon and blitzed them all around, as the ocean burst up into a wash and stuck to the bubble they were now pausing and positively amazed and... Amazingly. They just stood there, and the matter passed through them, and it was as if they'd seen a million years of star experience in that instance and they were now quite definitely above ground, as the crater was now beneath them and water began to flow into it and yet they hovered. Oh side effect, said Q. And he stepped up a bit. And Arya smiled. And they began walking on the water pinholes and they were prickly but easy to balance on. And the mist was still around, and as they walked onto it and walked up the sky opened up and it began to rain, each time dropping pins around them and each time they walk up and up and up. And completely stable, and in the rain they walked up towards a cloud and it began to murble an electrical murble and they paused and thought about it. And it thought about them. And they could hear a slight whisper. And they hadn't heard that kind of voice before. And it was the water. And the water was just gently carrying on a conversation with itself, about its direction and about the presence of presence to be delivered on so and so, and it was in plain language, as they now heard it at its pause, and the light continued to swim around like water, and the water, inside still spun a bit to orient, and they looked closer, and closer at the individual droplets of water on their bite the blade. And Q brought up Arya's hand where she held the pen, and clicked the light onto the water. And... Tiny people. Gasped Arya like a bit of a shock she might have gotten from that pen or something. And yes. Dozens of highly recognizable people were chattering away, and away they were, miles and miles in fact. And that's the direction they faced. Towards themselves, if they needed the water and away and about in fact if they were chattering with other water warble bits about their bits and just what to do with themselves. And I'd stand tonight, you know. If the easterly is going to kick off. And that bit of muck on aisle 5 has got to get a clearing, and a salty one they joked with each other. Some of the water just stood around and seemed confused about the light. And they looked at Arya and Q standing there watching them. Oh said one bit of water. So you found us out, eh? You're not going to tell anybody about us, are you? I mean with this thing and all. We haven't seen this thing turned on in. 
well a couple of years and it was pretty fine back then. We'd love to stay and chatter about it, but our fellas have to get on with several light years worth of time and materials which you lot think is just a freak asteroid and a simple storm, eh? I bet that's what you think. Like the cloud didn't see that thing years ago and we haven't been chattering about it up until this point. I mean, a notion's worth of. What do you keep calling it? Van der Wall. Oh that's right. Well it's us. Hello. The water droplet chirped at Q. Yes I'm this bit of electron here, and that's my mate and we're headed in that direction for the big one, you know. If we can swing it? Q clicked off the pen. He knew. Well we'd better get to the show, and the show must go on, he stated to Aria and they began walking a bit towards the theater. I'd like a bit more of that, she said to him, and they were grasping each other's hands now. I mean you couldn't ask him a bit more about the weather, eh? Well they've got their lot and we've got ours tonight. And I'm sure we'll all be alright if the lights don't go out? She shuddered. Oh yes. Well the generator is handy but we weren't planning for a long outage. We'd have to move the show if it goes out and long. But we'll see. Dot. They just hit the theater at 11, and front row Miranda was there with her notebook as Arya sat on one side and Q on the other, with some goobers for the show he'd picked up in the front. Dot. Lights dimmed except the beams coming from the rear towards the screen, and Miranda took out her notebook expectantly. She motioned the pen for Maria, who gave it to her and she began to draw. Dot. The film was an art film. Well. The three knew it wasn't a film at all, but a continuous loop of two and a half feet of cellulose with our little friends running around in the light, charting and orienting to the eyeballs on them in the audience. And the audience was amused. At very first by the geometric primitive shapes in 2D, then 3D, then color, and as the color was painted onto the 3D objects they began to spin and form more complex shapes, and color themselves and the lines from the shapes would become evident and the lines would change color, as gradients, and move into as other lines, also in 3D and starting making real pictures that one could readily see as animals and people and plants and small critters and then created was a backdrop which moved independently. Although some of the material critters or EGS would switch between front and background as needed, and instantly adjust its coloring to match the presentation which was the orientation of the rest of them, and us. The pictures began to tell a story, a story about the audience, about how they had traveled there, their day, perhaps the day before, and what was on their mind. Quite the little mind readers, aren't they? He turned and smiled past Miranda and onto Aria as Miranda began to draw in her notebook. And the pictures were then very much about the present. About this moment. And in fact began to draw the audience as seated. And it was very much like a mirror. Except the patterns were evident which thoughts were coming off which people in the audience. And Miranda was at the center. And more centrally centered, the pen, metallic, in which she continued to draw into the notebook and the paper glimmered and she was drawing primitive shapes like triangles and circles and the pen was a thick metallic and all sorts of language flowed inside the metal as a communication of what she was drawing, thinking, and the light coming off the screen and its messaging. The screen amazing comedy show with the best wines curated by Resolute. On Wednesdays, join us at Asiento at and 21st and Bryant for dinner and a show at Asiento.
delicious tapas, incredible drinks, hilarious comedy Wednesday nights at 7.30. On Fridays at 7 o'clock, join us outside mutinyradio.fm here at 21st and Florida, 7 o'clock for outdoor comedy, socially distanced in the street. And Saturdays, join us at Atlas Cafe SF at 20th and Alabama for Titans of Comedy every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Hey, keep supporting local businesses and comedy here in San Francisco with your friends at Mutiny Radio. Friends and fans, it's 6 o'clock. It's usually time for the happy hour, the happiest of hours. Uh, But there ain't no comedy left in San Francisco. But is there? Is there? Uh, We're going to, I'm going to play this amazing new video game that you can actually play too. Uh, My buddy out of Scotland, Francis Grome, he put together, it's called Basically, I Find You Attractive. And it's an amazing online game. He's a poet, and he created this game that's about incels wandering through the dystopian dating scape. And it's all about, uh, there's some trigger warnings about, like, um, sexual harassment and all these kinds of things. But I'm going to play through um, his game, and I invite you to play it your own way. It's this really cool game. It takes between... 11 and like 27 minutes depending on how you decide to play the game it's like choose your own adventure in a dystopian futurescape where um you're gonna enjoy it all right so thanks for listening to mutiny radio thanks to francis grom check him out like i've met all these people through these cpcl choose poetry choose life zoom poetry reading that we do on wednesdays at noon here and it's eight o'clock in scotland we've been doing it all through covid it's been amazing so listen to that on the AltaCast if you want to hear some poetry. People are like, poetry? Who cares? It matters. Okay? Poetry still matters. Uh, enjoy this uh, playthrough of Basically I Find You Attractive on the Arcana launch issue number nine out of Arkansas, University of Arkansas. And uh, thanks to Francis Grohl for sending this to me. And we'll be back after this with people doing comedy in a really safe space there's only like three of us here and we all have masks on and everyone's gonna use their own microphones and we've got all our things don't worry also i tested negative negative for covid so hey i'm not a vector all right yay i'm not a vector yay it's already time for our final reader of the evening francis golem is the creator of several award-winning film poems that you can find on his youtube channel and he'll be reading from his piece Basically, I find you attractive. Some people of a certain age will probably get the the joke there because basic was one of the predominant programming languages of the 1980s. And I've written a a short story. Uh, It's in basic. Um, It's a multiple choice kind of uh, branching narrative. It's an incel simulator involuntary celibates. It comes from research into the, the seduction community. I first heard about this in 